Heather Haddon, welcome. Thank you. Triple H, Heather Haddon Homes. Yes. The Mad Hatter. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite agents, one of my favorite people. How long have you been with us now? Um, I three, think three? Almost three years, yeah. That's amazing. Where were you before? I was at, where was I before? I was at Chestnut Park. Chestnut Park, that's right. Yeah. Tell me about how you get into your consistently in the top hundred agents in all of Trev, which is no, no small feat. That's 70,000 agents you're up against. Yeah. And you're in the top 100. Like that's, I feel very honored and very Well, it's lucky. well deserved. Well, that's really nice. It was um, easy getting there, right? Pardon? It was easy getting there, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's funny that some people think it's easy, but it's it's a lot of work. It's been a lot it's of work. It's a lot of work the way you do it, because you do it to a different level. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As far as services is concerned. Yes. Let's rewind, though. Let's. Um, how did you start where? When did you get into real estate? How did you get into real estate? Mm -hmm. Good tell, me about, tell me about that path. So it was 16 years ago, and it might be 17 now. I'm really aging myself. Um, I was a teacher. You started real estate when you were 12? Yeah, <laughs> I wish. Um, I started when I, oh, no, sorry, I was a teacher for three years. And uh, what type of teacher? I was an elementary school teacher. Amazing. And I, can, I can see that. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, uh, I actually taught, I had to, when I was 22, I had to teach grade seven and eight sex education, which was just, oh. Probably less complicated the back then. The absolute worst. Sorry, I spilled <laughs> water over myself. That was probably less complicated back then. It was just so crazy. Anyway, so my sister, my younger sister, was a real estate agent, and she just seemed to have all this time on her hands, and she was, like, buying herself a house, and... I just thought, wow, that looks fun and great. And so I decided that I didn't know anyone in my friend group that was a real estate agent. And so I thought, I'm going to do this. So I got my courses while I was teaching my last year. And then I took a jump and it was very scary. <laughs> and I almost literally, like, I think... I was almost broke. Um, and I had, uh, I, I went to my parents and I asked for a loan. And my dad said, um, this is, you can have this loan, but that's it. We're not giving you anything more. And if you do not make it in real estate, um, you can come home and live in our basement. <laughs> and then he said, but you you also have all the traits to make a good realtor. So like if if you don't make it, it's on you. And I was like, <laughs> the pressure. No pressure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I joke that I wanted to ask if if he would give me wine if I was living in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, I, I didn't ask. Anyway, so from that point on, I just I I took full responsibility for my success or not. And that I think was a huge turning point in my whole career. It's like, if, if things aren't going well for me or if, or if I'm not seeing the business I want to, then I, I know that it's because of me and I don't blame like the market or the this or the that. Um, so yeah, that was how I started. Yeah. Um, what did you do with the money? Was it for just for 
living expenses just or live. just to live. Okay. And it wasn't a lot, <laughs> yeah. but it was like maybe, uh, at the time and my cost of living was not high at the time, but like, it was maybe like three months to stay mm-hmm. afloat, but it was really touch and go there. Like I, I could have, been how, how was your first year in the basement? Um, because okay. the first year, what I've seen over yeah. the agents I've gone through the brokerage, yeah. the first year is usually not too bad. Like they, they, because they're new to the business and they just bring in some family and friends and they make 7,500K. It's the second and third year because they have to make that happen again mm. after they exhausted that inner network. It's the second and third year where I see agents struggle. Yeah, that's so interesting. For me, um, I have always like I used to figure skate competitively and I think that somehow got into my blood and I I can be competitive so my first year I wanted to be like the rookie of the year at the place that I was at um and I had a goal weirdly um and at the time I was so desperate because I just wanted to do a deal so I really bought into the mindset of having a goal and thinking about it and the and goal is to not live in your parents' basement. Yes. The goal is to not live in my parents' basement. And the goal in the first year, it was just to do 12 <clears throat> deals. And so I would write it everywhere. I would every single day in my journal, I would write 12 deals, 12 deals, 12 deals, 12 deals, 12 deals. And, uh, it was the same year that, uh, the book, the secret came out and I was just so desperate. I was like, why not try this? So, um, then I did 12 deals that like right at like a year so it's amazing. I did it. And then, um, and then I just sort of, yeah, I just sort of ran from there and they used to say like, we don't know what she does. She just sort of runs by the seat of her pants, which I just would sort of run every day and hope for the best. So so tell me about the transition for your, to, from Heather Haddon, the lone wolf agent yeah. to building a partnership, building a team out mm-hmm. to today. So, well, it was interesting. So for the first, like, uh, maybe 10 years, I didn't have any help, which is, which, which, and I would do, do everything. So I'd be doing all the running, all the showings, all the everything. I don't know how I survived. Like I literally did almost have some like nervous breakdowns because I was trying to do everything and I didn't know how to delegate. Here, just let me turn this on one second. Um, I didn't know how to delegate um, and I didn't feel comfortable delegating. Like a lot of agents are like, well, I don't wanna work 100% of the time, but I don't trust anyone else to be me, right? Mm-hmm. And my clients want me and blah, blah, For blah. For sure. So I had that mentality. And then um, I finally got an assistant to do all the things that I didn't like to do. And that changed my whole life. And then I started learning about how, what I should be doing is just um, what I do best 80% and that I can only do 80% of the time. Um, And then everything else I need to delegate. So I just built, kept building on that and building on that and building on that. And then I became very comfortable delegating to people that I really trusted. Um, And the more I delegated, the more I could focus on the growth and getting more clients and how to get more clients and, and all of that. And then it just grew 
like that. So that's, that's. And that's what you should be doing, right? As a team lead, you're, you're the business developer. Right? Yeah. And that's my passion. Like that's what I'm at. Like I'm most passionate about growing the actual business, like working on the business, not e- like I'm more passionate about that than even working in it. Mm-hmm. So. It's tough though. You're right. It's tough in that when you're making the transition into being a team lead from that lone wolf, because you're right, you're putting a lot of trust in the people to be you in yes. front of the clients and yeah. treat the clients the way you treat them. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a definitely a tough tough transition. Um, with that said, then tell me tell me about building the team, right? What what uh, what are you looking for in the in the people you put on the team? <laughs> what type of agent, I should say? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, when I first started, I sort of just was under this impression that whoever wanted to, like, I'll take you. Yes. I want like, come be with me and be on the team. Um, and I still feel like that, but I'm looking to, I'm looking for keen, hungry people that are like willing to, you know, call leads and just sort of get their hands dirty and, and are keen to do like open houses and just sort of keen to grow. And what I want to promise them in return is like, I, I'm very passionate too about helping other people grow their business or double their business. That's my goal with all of my um, team members. So, but I, I, that's taken a while. Like this is year three of Haddon Homes and um only now am I really in like a good stride with the team and like I know what everybody's doing and there's systems and there's like all of this stuff. Systems is, has been ginormous. Like when I was a lone agent, I had no systems, none. Like I didn't even know. You don't know what you don't know until you get there. And uh, you don't know what you need. No. Right? And now I look back and I like we have systems for everything and it, it just it makes you feel so much better having these systems in place. Um, and, and it makes it easier. And now I, like, I actually work a lot less than I ever have, um, but have, are doing more business. So it's, it's, it's great that way. So let's uh, rewind a little bit. Um, when you first were in a team, you're, you're in a, a partnership with another successful realtor in the city. Mm. Uh, I know you went through a divorce at the, at the same time that that was uh, that you're building up that team, and then there was parting of the ways. Yeah. How did you manage that? Like, how did you how did you manage the business at the time? How did you manage a do- you know a double breakup and then get to a point where only a few years later you've built out a team that's one of the wow. biggest in the city? So right? crazy. Like a lot has happened in a very short amount of time for you. Yeah. No. I uh, yeah. So I went through. Uh, divorce with my ex-husband and that was very hard and a lot and then like a year later I had been um, in a partnership with another successful agent and we put a lot into that and then we went our separate ways Um, so yeah it was like a double breakup in a way um, because business-wise and um, and personally, uh, so I had to start from scratch and like, uh, all the marketing that I'd put into over the past, I think four years that I had my partner, 
Um, I, I, I couldn't take advantage of. It was in a different location as to where I was living and blah, blah, blah. So I had to um, think of a name and just start on my own. But the I, I learned so much from the, the business partnership that I had. And I... I felt like if I could have, I basically, <laughs> I was at the very lowest of the low, so I felt like I need to build back, but it was the first time ever that I could build what I wanted to because I didn't have uh, a partner, a spouse telling me I can't do that or I can't do this or I can't invest in that or I can't invest in this. And I didn't have a partner that was saying, you know, we need to put our money here or we need to put our money there. Um, so I was able to sort of, lie freely and apply everything that I'd learned up to that time and just get back into it. And so that's what I did. And I sort of, I don't know, I feel like a scrapper. <laughs> like I was just like, ah, scrapping and hustling and getting, getting it out there. Yeah. It was very strategic though. Right. Like if you look at, um, like your growth, even since you joined us, like you've, you've tripled your revenue. Yes. Right? Over, From when I joined you guys, the year that I joined you guys, that's when I doubled, that's when we yeah. doubled the business. Yeah. But you really, um, and I think you probably uh, give a lot of credit to Jessalyn Nova for this, but you really yes. captured an audience. You really put yourself out there. You're personal. Yeah. You, you really, you really talk about that because we, yeah. just, we were just talking before starting yeah. to record yeah. about doing stuff like this and, for the world to see and see your totally. way your mind works and um yeah so the listings lab was huge for me in that way because uh Jess taught me how to do social media things <laughs> and is that I, the name of the program do social media yeah things. do social media <laughs> things uh I, and everyone's like oh you know um you seem so comfortable and blah 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 I felt like a really big loser when I started because all of a sudden I'd gone from sharing nothing to just coming out and even some of my friends were like are you okay <laughs> like what are you? and I just it was really rough for the first like month or two um but I was trying to be authentic and like share and that really changed like that that really impacted my business in a huge way that sharing social media and just because I like being top of mind, that's basically what I was doing is just being top of mind in everyone's feeds. Um, like when you think realtor and there's like, I'm in your feed every day talking about real estate, you automatically would think, Oh, like I need that person needs to sell something. I know someone. Um, Cause that's what was happening to me with my social media and watching other people. I was noticing um, so yeah, that's been like a total game changer. Yeah. I think it's, um, I, I talk about this all the time. Like I, I hear so many older successful agents, I'm not trying to be an ages here, but don't get it. Yeah. And they won't do it. And yeah. they're against it and they say it doesn't work. And yeah. I'm always trying to say, it's not about digital advertising and generating leads. It's about trying to stay front of mind, right? Because if they're not seeing you providing value, on a daily basis. And you can only put your face in your ad in so many magazines or newspapers. Totally. Like one print advertising is extremely expensive and not that efficient. But 
you can only do so much of that. Like social media just made a very efficient way for you to stay front and center. And I always say, if you're not front and center, they're sitting at a bus stop looking at Frank Leo, right? Or yeah. Sam McDaddy on the DVP yeah, yeah. on a massive 60 foot yes. billboard. Yeah. And guess who they're calling? Yeah. Right. Because I haven't heard from you. You can't yeah. be everywhere at all times. No, a hundred percent. And I just think that if you're not doing it, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. Um, in this day and age. And that's why I like being here with you guys so much. It's because like, I've always been sort of obsessed too with um, digital marketing and like what I can do next and, and the future of real estate and how I see it as being completely online and it's moving really quickly and, um, I love that you guys knew exactly what I was talking about and helped me to implement that because it's such such a huge part of my business. Like I can go to Blair and say, "Hey Blair, can you make me a funnel of this or that?" And he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay." It's it's agents like you that we're looking for, right? And um, again, they don't have to be massive agents like yourself, but just people that are willing to put themselves out there and totally. build, build, help, you know, build the content. Mm-hmm. We have the systems to get you out there, but yeah. we still need you to help build content to make yeah, it personal you, for right? sure make it personal um and that's another thing like it's not even i've what i've learned is that it's not it's there's a strategic way to use the content that you have like the just listed just sold that doesn't do it no um so even if you are posting like just listed just sold and you think well i'm posting and i'm doing this it's not it's that's not what works it's like the authentic part, the people that, um, and, and this is how you attract the people that you like working with too, because they are attracted to work with you and you're attracted to work with them. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that I did that program. And, and I started that program right when I started Haddon Homes. So. You just touched on something. It's funny. This is, you know, not to pick on the people that I was just talking about, but the agents that say that this, this doesn't work, they always say, this business is about building relationships. Yeah. Getting in front of your clients. Again, you can't be everywhere at all times to every client. Yeah. And I think what you've done a really good job of is building trust with someone that's never met you. Like, I guarantee an agent, or sorry, a client that comes off a digital lead for you because of your content, they when they first meet you, they already feel like they know you. Like Matt Campoli, I don't know if you follow Matt Campoli and, and Price mm-hmm. to Sell, but he came in here for a meeting a few weeks ago. And when he walked through the door, I felt like I knew him. Like I greeted yeah. him like I knew him, that I've known him for years. And yeah, it's because it's weird. Of his, I, yeah. I do know him because I see who he is online on a daily basis. Yeah. And again, like yourself, he, he's personal. He lets, he lets you into his world and the way his mind thinks. Yeah. And, yeah. No, I feel like that. And it's funny because when I do meet the clients that contact me online, I meet them and it does feel like that. And also like most of the time I don't have to compete with anybody. Like they've just chosen me. They've chosen. And that's so great. Um, and it's interesting cause I've tried everything too. Like I think another part about having a bigger business is you have to be willing to take risks and lose sometimes like, uh, I've tried like every lead generation. I've tried every single thing. You're never scared to spend money on something. Never. If, oh my God. <laughs> I, I wish I could have it all back. Um, and so did the tax man. 
But um, I, I was just saying that, uh, yeah, to try to, to put, put yourself out there, try new things. And one of the things that I, that used to work like okay was when we would do direct marketing, like flyering, that kind of stuff. And we'd get like, if you were consistent, you'd get like a few listings here or there. And we tried it and it just wasn't working in the same way. And it's like what you said about print. Only 1% of people buy off of like print now in terms of like all of that stuff. So I just feel like getting out there, like now you can retarget people. So you follow them around the internet. Like a lot of people don't realize that it, it, it is all a, a, a big master plan that you can into place like it's not by accident you know um it's and 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 i think people are really intimidated by it uh like i'm no i'm not a computer savvy person like not at all i don't even know i'm the worst but i uh you can get people to do it for you and it's really worth it it's funny when i think about print advertising um, again, I think there's room for everything, right? It's not about one thing working or, or not. But I think about print advertising, if I was going to take out an article in a certain magazine or a newspaper, yeah. I'd be more excited about printing a picture, a digital asset of that article on social. Yes, yes. Right? As opposed to the actual article totally. in the magazine. Yes, that's so true. And like, yeah, yeah. I, I think for like PR purposes, it's worth it. This kind of validates, especially for certain demographics. Yeah, you know. it kind of validates. The other interesting thing that I learned that I think has been huge is niche, like the importance Localize of, as well. Yeah, finding yeah. a niche. Like when, you, when you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. So it's like you have to figure out who you want to talk to. Of course, you're going to do deals for other people. Like my niche is move up buyers. That's my age bracket. That's, you know, what I, I love to do. Um, some people are first-time buyers. Some people are um, downsizers. Some people are, like, military. Some people... There, there's a whole bunch of things that you can do. But online, the more niche you are, the more it works, basically. So um, I think a lot of people don't know that or think about that. Um, speaking of that, that prompts me to... You know, I've seen some of your content as of late. I don't know if it's been live or just through the office and hmm. whatnot. Some of the videos that you've yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've been talking about your divorce a lot and navigating the real estate market as a as a, as a newly divorced female. Yeah. And maybe making that a niche, right? So yes. talk, talk to me about that and how you're approaching that. No, I would love... I, and that's obviously a very personal thing for you, No, right? but I like... I love it so much. Like I... I looking back, I can't... I can't even believe... Um, like you would know, but I can't even believe how difficult it is to go through a divorce and with a child, like with kids. And, and I, I mean, any woman that has gone through it, I, I just want to help them. And, um, I was so lucky to know what I knew from being in the industry about how to build wealth back. Yeah. As you know, you lose all of it. Yeah. Um, or most of it. Uh, so I took like the first thing I did was I bought a condo and I put 5% down and then I held onto that. And then I basically held onto that for a year and a half. And then I moved into something a bit bigger and then I held, did a few things, held onto that for a year and a half, two years. 
And then I took the equity from that and then I, I got back into a similar house that I lived in when I was with my ex. So it was like a, a building wealth plan <laughs> um, to get me to where I needed to go. So I just was moving up, improving the, the space and did so a few times. Now I'm very happy where I am, but um, I, I really want to help other women do that, that need help. And also that someone that uh, like understands what they're going through and just you know can relate to it all. Yeah. I'm actually really excited. I, I we were just talking about this, but I'm starting my own podcast soon called Starting Over and it's all about people that their divorce stories and like what happened to them, how they felt, what they did. Um so we'll see about that. Are you just going to have to have Kleenex on hand? Yes. At all times. At all times. <laughs> and wine. Yeah, and wine. <laughs> Probably more so the wine. Yeah, exactly. Um that's great. I really, I really like that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. So, I'm really excited about it. Have you started filming yet, or no? Not yet, no. no. Like I think next week, I'm just sending out a bunch. Like it was so interesting because on social media, I just said on a story, um, you know, I'm gonna do this, and I had about 25 people say that they would talk. So I'm really excited about it. I'm excited for you. That's great. Yeah, you'd be great at that. Really good. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Tell me about your team. Tell me about um, the dynamics of your team, how your team operates. What's a benefit to a client working with Triple H, as I call yeah. you? Yeah. Um, and and what they get by working with a team? Yeah, I I'm right now like I absolutely love my team. Um, they are so supportive and so amazing. And I I'm a bit different. Like I basically get the team to help me with every client that I have. So all buyers, all sellers. Um, and then we're also, we try to scale digitally. So we're doing ads and, and calling ads and like agents, I like to give them a ton of leads. Like I think leads are huge. Um, so there's really unlimited leads over here. Um, so we're getting a lot out of that. And uh, basically they just offer such support. I trust them all. Um, and I, I want to help them all to, I wanted, I, I don't want them to make the same mistakes over time that I made. Like I, I really want to help them to have the systems, to have the leads, to be able to make double of what they sort of expect to make, as I said. Um, and what do we offer? Um, that's different. I try to offer more than anybody. Yeah. I was just <laughs> going to say like, anybody. Like, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I may not, but that's, like, that's my goal. And, and I still charge the, the standard commission. So, um, and I believe in that. I'm not, I've never been, I should have, I should be more, but I've never been about, like, the dollars and cents of things. It's more of a macro thinking of, like, if I do a great job here, they're going to refer me and then it's going to go from here. So like I have to service, 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 basically just, just like what else and you do, I you do like you, you service your clients more than most, much more than most. And it's funny, like there's like this downward pressure from clients on agents for their commission. Yeah. And, and you know, to be honest with you, when, when they're judging the majority, rightfully so. Right. But I think when they're trying to negotiate 
with someone like yourself who provides the service that you do. Yeah. They're negotiating against themselves because they're, they're, they're literally, you know, if, they, if, if you're decreasing commission, you're also decreasing value because you can only do so much on a listing with a lower commission. A hundred percent. So what are, what are they giving up? A hundred percent. By not electing to go f- full service with like, a full service agent, right? I just met with this woman that needs to sell her condo and she had listed with a 1% uh, selling side. And she felt like they were up to a lot of sketchy things and her gut was off and whatever. And so she um, liked our staging on another condo. So she called me and I met with her and I told her what was included and she she couldn't believe it. She's like, you need to get that out there more. And your staging is so... I'm trying. Um, yeah, like, so we own, I, I own all the furniture and we have in-house stagers, which I'm so lucky to have. Um, and so I told her it was all included and she, she couldn't believe it. And she, I guess she'd interviewed a bunch of agents, um, even for the same amount of commission and they didn't offer the staging or the digital marketing or the, the, the painting or the moving or the storage or all the things. And you often give your, um, you know, I know the, the breakup with your previous partner is a little bit contentious, but you often give her credit for, that's one of the biggest things you learn from her is marketing I, a, a listing properly. I <laughs> learned so much from her, honestly. Like I, she, she, I, she is an amazing, amazing agent. And yes, I learned so much um, about service and uh, how to like really do the best I could on on representing people on the listing side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the market quickly. Um, how, how you na- how you navigating this right now? Right. Oh, so like fun. we're navigating it. Like you know we we've we've had like multiple months now down fifty five percent as a company. Yeah. Right. So um, you you know and, and we have lots of overhead like every other company in the city. But an agent your size with your type of team, you have a lot of overhead, right? So how are you navigating this market? What are you telling buyers? Well, what are you I'm, telling sellers? I'm 75 years old now inside <laughs> my body. But uh, honestly, uh, this is like, I just, for any agent that's listening, like if they're feeling down or out or um, this has been the hardest time. Like you're not alone. I'm, I'm seeing it, it I'm, I watch it, I'm seeing it everywhere. Um, I've had to really, really work on my mindset, like humongously. I've had some dark times in the last eight months of thinking like, oh my God. We've had some calls. We've had some calls. <laughs> You've helped talk me off the ledge. Um, cause my overhead is very high. And, um, so it's been, it's, it's been like really hard. And I keep saying to myself, if I can just get through this, um, like I could, I'll probably do some some content in about six months from now that really talks about the last eight months yeah. and 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 you know where your thinking is and when all of a sudden the market goes down by fifty percent, like just in terms of nothing to buy, nothing to sell, like it's it's really really tough. Um, so that's why you know, it, but it's interesting because I want to say that. I feel like this this sort of horrible time has led us to do things that we would never normally do, like hustle in ways that we, when things were great, I would never have done. Like 
I call leads sometimes just because I'm like, I'm going to dig out the lead from somewhere. And, um, our, our, um, a lot of our team members are doing like a hundred calls a week to leads. And so we're having to like dig, like we've never dug before, but going into a healthy market, adding all of that, like the, this sort of scrappiness I think is going to like bring us to the next level. So I think in six months from now, it will be okay. Um, but right now we're just building back with, with listings. Yeah. When um, Warren Buffett says, <laughs> you find out who's wearing their swim trunks when the tide goes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been tough. I'm actually going to hold you to the content because I'll bring you back when the times are better. And we'll, yes. We'll talk about okay, this. Okay, good. We'll I'll, depth, I'll, right? I'll tell the it whole has, thing. You're, you're absolutely right. It's been a learning experience. It's been a learning experience for me since being in this business. I've never navigated a market like this. Never. Right? No. It's, we've had good times for 20 years. I've been in the business now for uh, going on 13 years. Yeah. So... This no, is, and I mean two two oh eight. That there was a that was short lived, but it was on, short on this side of the board. That was very short. 100%. It was a hundred percent. It was like called a blip. It was like two months, and then buyers were back. I remember early two thousand nine, and then two thousand seventeen. There was like three months there, but nothing like this. Like it's still we're still down thirty eight percent for listings. So that's wild. Yeah. That's crazy. Buyers come back to us. Yeah. Sellers, inventory. Sellers, sell your homes. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, awkward question, uh, but you know I have thick skin. What can we do better? At Berkshire? For, for, for me. Or agents in general. What can we do better as a company? I feel like I ha you've done everything to make it better for me. Like every single thing. I, I mean, I feel supported. Um, so supported. I don't, I can't think of another way. Like, um maybe like somehow, I, I don't know. Like I think you, you educate all the agents so much on content and digital marketing and all those things. You can thank Blair and Candace for that. They're very, very yeah, yeah, yeah. tight with the agents on staying in contact and seminars yeah. and yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of education and a lot of support. So like, I just feel totally supported. I, I, if I think of something, I'll tell you <laughs> as you know, <laughs> cause we, we talk openly, but um, I just, yeah, I, I couldn't be happier. I, I feel really, really good, supported, and um, I, I'm getting help with everything. Like I, the, the CRM that we have here now, that's a game changer. Like Blair setting that up. It's and put a, he's put a like, lot of... That's, who I, that's yeah. what I do with my leads when I call. I get excited because yeah. I yeah. can see what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so that's been huge. Um, I feel like this is a place where I do more business because of where in, in other places, I just do what I would do anywhere. If that makes sense. That's so good to hear. I feel happy. Yeah. I appreciate hearing that. Um, okay. You're to end it because, uh, you are local, a local guest. Uh, what's your favorite hood in Toronto? Oh no, you're no, gonna your, ask me about restaurants. You want, can't ask me about restaurants because I, I haven't been able to think want, about it. I want your top two favorite neighborhoods first. Ooh, oh. Um, when I was just newly divorced, I lived at um, uh, I lived in Trinity Bellwoods. Um, and I loved that. I loved all of the like walking and the, the, the energy and like, I really liked that. I miss living there. I was on, I miss um, there. I was and on Claremont. I felt like, you know, I was 
like a normal person. Now I'm sort of like a boring old person where I live now, but, um, love that. I love so many, um, neighborhoods in Toronto that I, I have always loved Summerhill. Um, I have a lot of clients there. I also love Ronsonsville and, and I have such a weird business because I'm everywhere and I've always wanted to not, I don't mean like I'm everywhere. I just mean I work everywhere. Like I'm not like a, in my own pocket, but I always wanted that. And I always loved that. Um, I remember I used to look up to Julie Kinnear a lot because she had the same sort of thing where her clients would just sort of be everywhere. Um, and yeah, cause I love, I love so many things about so many different neighborhoods in Toronto. Um, so yeah. In restaurants, I don't know more. We'll get to that in a second. Nah. You, you just prompt me to ask another question that I yeah. should have asked already, and it's come up in every one of my episodes so far. Um, who, who who do you look up to in this neighborhood? Or sorry, in this industry, who who has been a mentor to you in this industry? I would say um, my old my my previous partner. I would say, oh God, I love what um, I I've always. Looked up to what Kayla Heaps has done. Amazing, yeah. Um, we were just talking about her in the last podcast. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. she's amazing. Um, and lots of like women um, that I have looked up to over the years um, that I think are just fantastic. Like too many to name. Um, I have a lot. Like it's it's funny because you talk to the same people over and over again. Um, and some are really nice and really positive, and others are are not so much. <laughs> um, I I really respect the agents that are like kind and positive and open and flexible, but are still doing well. Um, I I I find the agents that are sort of not as nice to be harder to deal with. For sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, now I'll end it with the. Uh... Your top two restaurants. Oh no! Oh no! Break it up. What's uh, Suki's favorite restaurant, and then what's yours? Uh, Suki likes this restaurant, which is right around the corner from us, called Uncle Betty's. And oh, Mark, I don't know. I don't know. Help. Everybody gets stressed out with this question. I would say my client's restaurant, which is Patois. Okay. I love that. I love. I haven't been there in a while, like it's a long time. Like the best food I've ever yeah. had. It's, it's been a few years. That's actually embarrassing. And I love. The I just owner. love that strip. I love Dundas too. I love the owners. I love that strip. I love all restaurants around there, um, like Le Banan and all those things. That's where I got engaged. Really, <laughs> I love that restaurant. Yeah, I put my uh, I put the engagement ring in the chocolate egg. Oh like my I had, god! I had Le Banan do that for me. That's um, so cute. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was great. We always go back there. I they love they that. recognize us to this day. Like That's we always so do. cute. Yeah. I haven't been there in a long time. I have to go back there. Oh, it's great. My kids love it too. I also like the CN Tower because it's fun for kids. I haven't. No, I did. What am I talking about? I did. We didn't eat though. It was crazy. It was chaos. I took them up last year and it was chaos. Well, they're so little. Yeah. We. How much do you spend to go up there? It's like 40 bucks. I know. <laughs> I went up there. We did one loop and they want to leave. They want to go to a restaurant. So, um, thanks, Heather. I appreciate Thank you. Coming on. Yeah. We appreciate having you here. I just described you to my last guest uh, as uh, one of the most positive people. You can't walk away from a conversation with Heather without smiling. That's so, so nice. Oh yeah. my gosh. And, that, and that's why your that's clients are like right? That's all I hope. Like honestly, like and 
Um, you know, I just want to say if there's like an agent out there that's listening or that needs a pep talk or that, you know, is interested in making a change or wants potentially wants to be on a positive team, just reach out. I'd love to I always them. appreciate that. You always offer up your always. counsel to agents, even if they're on your team or not. And uh, totally. that's appreciated. Like I'm happy to help anybody anytime or open. Anything. Where can people find you? No phone numbers or email addresses, but where can people find you? Haddenhomes.com. And your Instagram handle? Um, Heather Ann with no E, Hadden. Or Hadden Homes. Okay. Yeah. And your podcast will be coming out when? I'm starting next week. And what's it called again? Starting over. Amazing. Thank you so much. Congrats. Okay, bye. Thanks.